0: In uh, Jeremiah chapter number 17, we're going to look at verse uh, 14 today and following. We've been at a slower pace for the last couple of days, and uh, sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes as we read the Bible, we get to some of these really core principles, and we want to slow down and uh, really make sure that it's saturating into our lives. It's no good to water plants if you overwater right? So we want to make sure what's the saturation level and what do we need for that day. And I hope that, that it's been a help. We talked a bit yesterday about rejecting the fountain of living water, God, and their names written in the earth. I, I love that, that, uh, that thought. Look at verse number 14 uh, of our text, where Jeremiah now is praying and he says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. I, I love that. Heal me, Lord, if you do the work, I know it will be done. Lord, I'm looking for what only you can provide. Now, whether that be physical healing, it could be that Jeremiah was physically ill. Uh, but more more probably, uh, just, just the healing of one's soul, uh, the, the helping of one's spiritual life and vitality. Heal me, O Lord, I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For thou art my praise. I love that statement. Jeremiah said of God, God, you are my praise. You are I'm looking for you, not not just your blessings, not, not just what you can provide. but Lord, I find my satisfaction, I find my solace, I find my salvation and healing. I find it all in you. Lord, you are my praise. Too often we view God as a commodity, as something just the dispenser of good things, as a means to an end. And Jeremiah refused to do that. Jeremiah had lost relationships; uh, even his hometown people were questioning him. Uh, the people had largely rejected him. Jer- God had predicted this, and he was told not to have some relationships, like don't get married, don't have kids. So Jeremiah lived a a sad and lonely life. And yet Jeremiah learned the secret, didn't he? And the secret was, Lord, you are my praise. I can find praiseworthy things to think about and to say and to that will sustain me. Why? Because I see them in you. Lord, you are the embodiment of my praise. And I think that's so important for us to make sure that, that we're praising God for who he is, not for just what he does. Because if we only are happy or offer praise for good things that happen, then we're going to live a roller coaster life. But when we can find praise in who God is, then we have a rock solid basis upon which to praise God. Why? Because his character never changes. Verse number 15, behold, they say unto me, where is the word of the Lord? Where, where is the, let it, let it come now. So as Jeremiah is preaching and Jeremiah is primarily telling people judgment is coming and you need to repent and get right and your behavior will be called to task. Uh, when Jeremiah is saying that, one of the ways by which people are responding is to say, okay, where is it? Okay. If, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Okay. Jeremiah, Mr. Doom and Gloam, let the word of God come now. Uh, almost sarcastically, almost, uh, almost temptingly, they're saying to Jeremiah, well, I mean, come on, come on. You're, you're talking a big talk, Jeremiah. You're preaching a hard message, Jeremiah. Where is it? Look at verse number 16. As for me, Jeremiah said, I can't speak for them, but as for me, he says in verse 16, I have not hastened from being a pastor to follow thee. And the word pastor here means shepherd. Lord, I can't speak for their response. I can't speak for their hesitation, uh, their skepticism, their sarcasm. I I can't do that. But as for me, I I have hasten. This has been my priority from being a pastor to follow Thee. Lord, that's what I have endeavored to be. Lord, I have been quick to do what I'm supposed to do. Find your solace in obeying what God has told you to do and not in the response or lack of response of those whom you are serving. Too often we place our ministry value in how people respond. Instead of placing ministry value in, Lord, have I obeyed. Verse number 16, So I have not hastened from being a pastor to follow thee, neither have I desired the woeful day. Thou knowest. uh, That which came out of my lips was right before thee. So uh, they are sarcastically saying, let the word of God come. Let let judgment come. If that's what you're preaching, Jeremiah, let it come. Jeremiah says, Lord I I have not I've been careful to follow you and Lord I I don't want that day to come even though I know that it's going to come even though I've been preaching about it and even though they're sarcastically saying let it come right now Lord I don't I don't look for I don't long for judgment isn't it interesting the the people to whom Jeremiah is preaching they're saying okay let the judgment come and Jeremiah, And they don't believe it. And Jeremiah, who does believe it, is saying, Lord, let it not come. I don't want it to come. I know it's going to come. I don't want it to come. Should that not be the heart of every godly parent, every godly pastor or teacher, that sometimes we say the things, the hard truths, that we don't want to say, and yet there's a part of us that just say, and I don't want this to be true. You know, every time I preach on unpalatable subjects like hell, or eternal punishment, I don't like those subjects. I wish they weren't true. I don't want those days to come. But as a faithful pastor and teacher, I preach the message. I, I I give God the results and say, Lord, I don't want that day to come anytime soon. That's what Jeremiah is saying here. And he says at the end of verse number 16, and that which came out of my lips was right before the. As I have preached, said Jeremiah, my criterion for the success of a message has not been what it produces, but my criterion for the success of a message is have I spoken that which is right before you? At the end of the day, every message we preach as communicators, as pastors, as parents, as teachers, needs to be, Lord, have I said that which is right before thee? I've heard it said this way, that as preachers of the word of God, we really preach for an audience of one. It only The only opinion that matters is the opinion of Almighty God. That's what Jeremiah is reiterating here. Verse number 17, Be not a terror unto me. Thou art my hope in the day of evil." Lord, I'm looking to you as my only hope, as my confidence. When that day comes and all is taken away, even this very place, even the venue of worship itself, the temple, Lord, you are my hope. You are my stay. And Jeremiah is going to say this in another way when the temple is gone and when the people have been destroyed and when captivity is a reality. Jeremiah is going to lament that whole thing. And yet in the middle of that lamentation, Jeremiah will say, great, your mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Lord, you are my hope uh, in this evil day. So uh, what Jeremiah says prophetically here, he will say in reality later, verse number 18, let them be confounded. Uh, Jeremiah says of these sarcastic scorners, let them be confounded that persecute me but let not me be confounded. Let them be dismayed, but let me be not dismayed. Bring upon them the day of evil. Destroy them with double destruction. Boy, that sounds almost vindictive, doesn't it? But it's really not. Because I think Jeremiah is saying here, Lord, judgment is not mine, it's yours. So, Lord, let them be the ones that are confounded. I'm tempted to be confused. I'm tempted to be swallowed up with my sorrow. But, Lord, let it not be me. Let it be them. They are the ones that are challenging you. They are the ones that are snubbing their nose at you. And it's good and right for us to say, Lord, those that have made up their mind to scorn your word, to scorn you, Lord, deal with them the way that you will deal with them. And so it's not wrong for us to, want for the enemies of God to meet their just desert, And that's what Jeremiah is saying here. Verse uh, number 19. In fact, uh, verses 19 through 27, uh, the rest of the chapter, deal with the way that God's people have disesteemed the Sabbath day, the way that they have uh, just ignored God. They've ignored uh, the priority of God. They've ignored the worship of God to which the Sabbath day was dedicated. And Jeremiah is called to bring them, to bring this to their mind and give them the reasons why this one sin, this one breaking of this one commandment is really a a a, a microcosm of all their sin, of all their disobedience. And we're going to talk about that next episode i'm going to give you a little bit of time back today just because i don't want to jump into this section and not be able to finish it so next episode we'll cover verses 19 through the end of the chapter lord willing hope you'll join us for that until then just have a great day in the lord and we'll see you next time my friends god bless thanks for taking time to listen if you enjoy everyday truth go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend until next time God bless.